And we're back live. Back for segment two of Where's, Bash University Live. And this segment is called Guess Where Peter Is. <laughs> Does anyone like to register a guess where Peter is at right now? Alex? Well, I mean, if they right on the message board, let's just give them a prize. Yeah. Yeah. Throw it out to the they, board. Where do you think Pete is right now? <laughs> that was our first that was our first commercial break, which is only it's now only one minute and forty five seconds long. So he uh he must not be on the timing yet. But uh yeah, vertical fishing, man. It's a uh it's a cool topic. Glad we <laughs> glad we got to dive in on that in the first yeah. segment. <laughs> I will say this, I'll dial it back to something that we weren't able to touch on. When Pete answered my question about the water temperature range the the best thing that i've heard probably all show is what he said about the water temperature has to you know it, it shines when the water temperatures are falling so in my mind it takes me back to this seminar that i got jt kenny to do um and that we yeah it's already on bashu tv but we did this seminar last you know january and it's on water temperature trends and how a trend is more important than the exact number Absolutely. or digit. Yep. People get so hung up on 55 or 52. Yep. Well, let me tell you something. Trend. When 55 is a lot different when it was 60 last Sunday. Yep. But it's if it's 55 right now and it was 48 last Sunday, that's a totally different 55. Oh, yeah. You know, so the That's trend, the, the, the falling temperature is what makes, is what he was saying that makes that blade bait shine. We just had a warming trend after our, our temperatures had been steadily falling and we started to see all these fall patterns, you know, come, come alive down here. Um, yep. A lot of guys were catching them on the classic stuff. And then, you know, tournament time, I didn't practice. So we were just kind of fishing whatever my team partner did. And he was talking about how weird it got. Well, it got weird because the water temperature rose six or seven degrees, but these fish are kind of probably wanting it to fall down, you know, and they kind of got funky and they, they got deeper than, than normal. We were catching them on deeper docks and then out in front of some, you know, stuff and not, you know, was able to drop down on some and, and catch a few, but, uh, it's, uh, that that was what spoke volumes. So before I even try to uh, catch you guys up on that seminar, go watch the JT Kinney Water Temperature Trends seminar on Bashu TV. That'll give you a lot more awesome insight to uh, that nugget that Pete gave us um, just a short while ago. Pete, welcome back. Oh, Pete! Hey everybody, <laughs> Pete's back. He just uh, got back. Rich, do we have a winner? Uh, we got a lot of winners. Most of the things I can't say, though, on the show. So. Uh, well, we had a trivia question. Where Where is Peter? And um, I guess we'll move past that one. What, come on. <laughs> what, 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 what are the top two answers? Oh. Uh, are yeah, they that I, rough? I, yeah, they're pretty rough. <laughs> Pete, what's your favorite color jigging spoon? <laughs> White. Doo-doo brown. Ooh. I'll tell you, the, 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 I got to say um, – I'm I'm silver or white when it comes to jigging spoons. They're 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 the tops, and there's something about that white one when you're when you're down around the thread fin, Chad, and uh, 
it's it's like uh, I don't know. It just draws more strikes. You know, a lot of times when I'm up in the northern bodies of water, silver seems to dominate when I'm dealing with the chicken spoon. And and um, there's so many that are good. One of my favorites is that Hopkins shorty. Um, when you're uh, when you're fishing um, around mm. alewives or and there it is right there. Look at that, J.K. He's ready to go. But um, but between between those two tools in hand right there, that'll get you started in chicken spoon fishing. No question about it. But great question, and uh, I don't appreciate the trivia question. But other than that, it's been a great night. <laughs> uh, we're uh, we're uh, you know we uh, guys. I mentioned this before, and I want to mention it again. Um, we deal with a lot of great clubs, five alive, and one of them. And uh, the uh, if you if you've got a if your club is. Uh, in the bass fishing, let us know about it. Get it, hit us here on the IM board on social media, and uh, let us know what's going on. Apparently, there's crisis happening over there. On uh, <laughs> we can hear the audio coming in, but uh, we have um, <laughs> we've lost right now. I was just going to introduce him, and it, it looks it looks like he's hit the road. The guys here on the Zoom team got to see it, but uh, <laughs> we, had, we had a we had a major explosion eruption computer falling i don't know what was going on but uh we lost, we lost frankie for a minute <laughs> there he is there. Woo, what's up slayers <laughs> oh my god sorry about that i'm using my wife's uh whatever these uh you know makeup light things are you know when you go live sometimes because i'm in a darker room and it yeah. pretty much you know, fell over. So, <laughs> dude, that was that was that was so amazing. I I I hope it hit the airwaves, man. It was like we were seeing the ceiling, the floor. Oh. There's all kinds <laughs> of noise. <laughs> oh, oh my god! <laughs> Jeez, I, I didn't tip my beer over, so I'm happy. All right. <laughs> well, we've uh, got we Provolone from Slay Nation, and we are so proud and happy to be associated with you guys. Uh, you guys do you do so much uh, great fishing all over the country, and uh, it's awesome yeah. that you could be here with us tonight. Yeah, well, thank you, Pete, and I appreciate it. BTC, Riz, everybody, how we doing? Uh, we're really excited um, for the partnership. We think it's a really solid partnership with what we have going on with Slay Nation and how, you know, um, a lot of, you know, when Brian uh, reached out to me about it, um, immediately it was a yes because, you know, we deal with the everyday anglers. And at the end of a tournament, one thing you always have, have happen at the ramp is they always go up to the winning team and say, hey, how'd you catch them? what you do? Yeah. So they always want to improve. So what better partnership than to be with the Bass University? Man, well, we're glad to have you. To, for people that don't know you, uh, tell us a little bit about what is Slay Nation and, and how, how can they uh, join or, or, or get involved with you guys? Yeah, so we're we're a tournament organization, right? That's our that's our we want to provide fishing opportunities to the everyday angler. Um, so you know we have a few different series, <clears throat> excuse me, that people can get um, you know signed up for, right? We have anywhere from our small vessel series, which caters to kayakers, john boats, canoes, anything you know electric only. Okay, uh, we have our kayak series, which really blew up this year. Um, that's your traditional kayak series event. No teams or solo. Um, we're introducing a horsepower series next year. So we're kind of up in our game a little bit. We're going to introduce 
uh, some outboards, outboards, 75 horsepower max, uh, 20, 20 foot boats and, and smaller. And then we have some online series. We offer a ladies only online series, the Lady Slayers that has really picked up with some popularity uh, with our lady only offering. And that's an online tournament uh, series, which means you can compete from wherever you live in the country on um, your home body of water that has to be public. Right. And um, and then we offer a next generation series online, um, you know, uh, offering, which is for youth, eight to 14 year olds. So they get them comfortable in a tournament fishing, uh, how to do CPR fishing, catch photo release and um, and really get them out there and kind of introduce them right into what tournament fishing is. And so all this information is on our website, slaynationturnamentfishing.com. Go there. It gives you all of our tournament rules, what's included in your membership for next year. Uh, which includes uh, a nice discount with the Bass University. Um, so that's where a lot of that's where the hub of all the information is. And then they can follow us on our social media and hit me up personally. That's awesome. I, you guys are so prolific. We're we're proud to be part of you guys. And uh, yeah, you you said something about the eight to fourteen year olds. How how are you getting the yeah. kids on the water? So that 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 you, it could be they could fish with, uh, and that's an online series. Right. So it's very similar to the Lady Slayers, which is a popular thing in the, you know, if you heard of Tourney X and, you know, yeah. some of those other similar <laughs> tournament management system uh, software programs, you know, that's they could fish from the bank. They could fish from the boat. Oh, they could awesome. fish from the kayak. Our, our young Slayer of the Year, uh, Chase Cardinal, who it's his birthday today. Happy birthday, Chase. He uh, he fishes with his dad up in upstate New York. They fish Cayuga, Oneida. And he's got a, his dad has a beautiful bass boat um and uh, he's up there drop shot and so it's also a way to get parents i had uncles taking nephews out it's a great way for not just the the young angler to go out there with his buddies or by themselves but also with a family member a friend an aunt and uncle so grandfather grandmother so um you know that's been a big hit so it, it's up to them where they want and how they want to fish Man, that that's incredible that you guys provide this and uh, you guys are growing and and, and keep advancing and uh, it's it's like I said it's great to be associated with you guys and it, how, how's your fishing are, are, is your season in full swing are you are you in the winter where are you where are you at man I'm in I'm in Connecticut I'm neighbors man uh, where so yeah where I mean it's full winter here I got buddies sitting in the water the last time I was on the water was my last Connecticut Slanation event, November 7th. We were on Lake Lilanona, if you're familiar, which I know some of the viewers are. And I, uh, I fished Lake Lilanona, like, uh, you know, just after I escorted Washington across the Delaware, we had a okay. derby the next weekend <laughs> on Lilanona. Yeah. It's a long time ago, but- uh, Oh I, yeah, I, it's, a, it's a great Lake. spot. It's a yeah. river system. It's a great spot. You know, it's damned river system, but- uh, you know, uh, well, it was literally a month ago, November 7th was the last time I was on there. We were just knocking them out of the park on a Ned rig, you know, smallmouth were just, that was it. Yeah, that, that was, I remember it was a deep water lake uh, yeah. up there. And oh yeah, you could drop shot in 60 feet there, 70 feet. It gets, they spawn down that deep. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. You gotta, you know, it's a tricky, it's a tricky body of water if you're not familiar, but once you get comfortable with it, um, it's a great place. That's one of my, that's my favorite place to go right now. That's awesome. I got a question. Yeah, I'd love, it's a blast from the past for me. But tell, what about the other parts of the country? Like you guys are all over. Uh, where where yeah. are some of the other most popular areas that, you know, you guys are having events and uh, yeah. have participants? 
Yeah, so we were in 23 states this this past season that just completed, right? We had our last event in Florida uh, this past Saturday. So our larger trails, um, California, That's our that was our small vessel series. That, I mean, they had 80-something anglers, 80 members in that one. They had, you know, they're fishing Clear Lake. They're fishing, uh, you know, big bodies of water up there. Um, Texas, our Texas kayak series had uh, just about 50 uh, members in that one. Connecticut, we have a great, a really big following, so big that I had to split it up and do like kayak series and another small boat series. I mean, I could have had 100 people and mine alone. We just don't have the parking um, at our events. And, uh, you know, um, Florida is another big one. Uh, Pennsylvania, I mean, we had them, uh, you know, our trails typically we get, you know, our averages 25, 30 people right um per if you had to average it out and then uh you know heading in the next year we just i uh, just signed another new director we're gonna have 32 trails or you know series going next year um so it's it's busy i i see uh pain uh wants to know about georgia uh what do you guys what do you guys have down in georgia right now yeah right now <laughs> excuse me we have georgia is heading into their fourth season or a third season with us and um we have a small vessel series down there now, potentially a horsepower series. So, Payne, if you uh, are interested, that's the if you have a kayak, a John boat, you know, that's the electric only. There's a lot of electric only lakes in Georgia. So, Georgia is very similar to us in you know in Connecticut and New Jersey, where there's a lot of electric only. There's a huge electric following down there. All the John boat modificate you know mod- modifiers really heavy down there. Awesome. Well, uh, you know, and, and I see this, Davey wants uh, to bash you to have a, a, a online tournament. Maybe we'll partner with you guys. We'll have some kind of, uh, some kind of, uh, you know, co-branded event. That would be really cool, man. That'd we, be fun. We could, yeah, we could definitely do that. I'll help take care of that. We could make that a fundraising event, right? I think that would be a great way to do that. Frankie, um, Frankie, let's, it's yeah. Brian. Hey, let's just uh, rename it the Bass University, uh, <laughs> you're stupid we'll talk about it <laughs> that's funny I, yeah that's, I, that's I, funny. I, miss, I missed the joke as as usual man you went over me or under me he's talking about some below <laughs> about some inside info about. bro don't worry about yeah, it yeah 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 <laughs> oh, jesus yeah, that's 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 fun. Pe- people on a, a live web show love inside jokes. Yeah, they do. Hey, sometimes yeah, you just gotta right. suck yeah. it up, and move on. Hey, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't want to go there. Right? This guy, man, this I guy. love it. So, so you guys had you guys been doing great, and it's great to be partnered. You you got a 2022 coming up. What are you most excited about with what you guys got going next year? Uh, a few things. I'm really excited that we have brought on six title sponsors for next year. Um, you know, we're really excited about that. We have probably, I would say, I would say our strongest, um, you know, partner team that we have right now with our sponsors. It's the strongest team we have that I feel really hit our niche, right? Our demographic of anglers, uh, the slayers. Uh, so I really feel confident bringing lots of value next year to those businesses. I also um, feel strong in our director team, right? We have a really strong team heading into next year. And, uh, you know, finally, I've been wanting to offer, the last time I talked to y'all was 2019. And I had mentioned something about Beast of the East. We're trying to do something here, like a big slanation event in the Northeast. And then COVID hit. 
right? And, um, and so, yeah, exactly. And so next August, we're bringing it back, baby. I don't know the location. I got the date, August 5th, 6th, and 7th. Not sure of the location. I'm looking somewhere in New York. And, uh, I mean, we're going to let it rip. We're going to invite all the sponsors, anybody that wants to come. Bash you, you want to come up. We're going to do a, a Friday little meet and greet. Saturday, maybe if sponsors want to do some little, uh, you know, uh, exhibitions, uh, talk about products, sell product, do a little dinner and drinks that night. And then Sunday or and then Saturday afternoon, maybe like a big bass tournament or something with everybody. And then Sunday is a tournament. We need, um, we so, need a dunk so, tank. We need a dunk tank. We, we can make tank. that happen. Yeah, we, got a dunk tank. <laughs> um, we should. That's not a bad idea. No, we got, um, I got a lot of them. You know, so yeah, so um, we're excited, man. We're excited. Well, to go anywhere in New York except Lake Oneida, and we'll be there. <laughs> okay, <laughs> sounds good. We'll see what we can do. <laughs> Excuse me. We 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 don't. I I don't like that lake, but uh, except for oh, this year. Geez. But that no, yeah. that, that that's great. So it's uh, you know, it's a busy season. You guys are doing great, yeah. and uh, you know, got a big twenty twenty two. Um. Are you going to keep fishing through the winter up there in Connecticut? You an ice fishing guy? I would hope so. A lot of my buddies are asking me and inviting me to, you know, get on the ice. I'll be, I am a wussy when it comes to ice. Um, I still got the John boat out in, in the yard. I got it covered, but I want to take it out. I got, you know, I teach, I'm a phys ed teacher. We have winter break coming up. I plan on taking it out. I do plan on taking it out. Frank, um, Frank, what age group? Preschool to eighth grade, dude. Ah, so don't what's me, so what's don't make me don't make me spank you. What's up? <laughs> so what's, <laughs> what, what, what's the hot what's the hot uh, gym games you got going on right now? The hot gym games are medic ball. It's a, like a it's a safe version of dodgeball. It's always a big hit. We got my crowd favorite hula hoop tag for y'all that don't know. Okay, look right. up to some hula hoop tag <laughs> uh, and look into butterfly sit ups. Okay, what's what's <laughs> uh, those? You want those abs. So what's medic ball and how's that safer than dodgeball? <laughs> medic. Oh, Jesus Christ. I, it's the same freaking thing, dude. It's just, I say, Hey, you got to hit them waist and lower. Uh, That's it. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. That's it. You still do the, like yeah, the dude. big parachute with the balls in it. Remember that? Still yeah. Do the big parachute with the pot. They call it popcorn BTC. All right. That's a big hit from yes. kindergarten to preschool. Yes. All right. I'm yeah, man. And if you want any pointers, let me know. We should do, uh, you know, the the phys education. You uh, phys education. You. <laughs> I no, I'm just reminiscing, man. I miss that. I know, dude. But hey, so I just yeah. want to say I've fished the Slay Nation Trail the last the last two years now, uh, mostly with Haas, and um, it's yeah. cool. You know, I, I really Shout out to Haas. I, I appreciate what what Frankie's doing. It's, you know, the uh, the director from, you know, that well. Gary took over for uh, uh, Joe. Yep, Joe. Yeah, you know Joe had to deal with work, and and Gary took over for him. Gary's this is his first year ever fishing tournaments, and um, and he did a very nice job as director. Um, yeah, but it's yeah. it's so so it's a fair amount of that, and that's important, man. You know, um, we get carried away with the elite series and and uh, you know MLF and BFLs. We all got to start somewhere, and. Um, so, absolutely so what frankie's doing i like it i like it a lot i think it's important you know it's getting more people out there that would go out and fish and just throw a bobber and catch anything to now they're getting serious and targeting bass and getting involved in a bass tournament and and um dude they get into it man i mean like yeah 
Yeah. They're out there practicing, man. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, they are. Well, they know you guys are coming. Well, you and uh, Haas put a target on your back and they'll. Oh, yeah. So they're they're out there. Yeah. (laughs) I go, I, you know, I'm going in there blind thinking like, all right, I was here like once five years. They're right on the juice, man. They, they, they're out there practicing and, and, uh, and I think, and you, and you, well, you bring up a great point, and I think a lot of people, um, you know, when you think of sometimes us small, smaller clubs, right, smaller local clubs, you're like, all right, the talent level, what's really there, right? And and you're seeing it. They're out there practicing. They're out there pre-fishing. Some of these some of these anglers are diehards, just as much as the next guy fishing a Bass Open series, right? They're just as they're hungry. They just yep. want to learn. Yep. Um, you know what I mean? And, and that's what it is. Is that um, you know, sometimes, you know, it's like nation, we first started, that was the, you know, even still get it. You still get the haters out there. Oh, it's a beginner club. But I'm like, listen, if you knew what anglers were fishing in these series, you wouldn't say that, especially our kayak series, the kayak, you know, the Bassmaster kayak classic, Mark Pendergraft, the possum King who won the classic there. Who do you think's fishing? Who, who do you think fishes our Texas series? Mark, there's all these sticks all around the country that slay in our trails and we're slowly saying, hey, you know, we're attracting everybody, whether you're novice, experienced, you know, right there in the middle of the pack, man. Everybody loves to fish, and, and that's what it's all about. Have you, uh, have you considered uh, that it would increase your numbers if, uh, you know, the winners or, you know, the top three had to have, like, a dodgeball playoff to, you know, see <laughs> get some trophies? Oh, that would be, I'll have to think about that, P. I got to put that in the membership benefits package. Top three, (laughs) you know, dodge it out when it takes the pot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but we are, but we are offering next year. I will add this. We are doing a 2022 uh, Slay Nation National Online Championship. So to entice high participation percentages, uh, in the trails, if you win an event, you're going to win a, a custom Slay Nation Challenge coin. And that is like your ticket or your qualification into that national online championship. So we're going to break it in three divisions, right? The big three fish against each other. And you can be in any series and compete in this. So it's pretty much for bragging rights. So if you get a kayaker that beats out a horsepower series angler or John Boulder, uh, they're going to they're gonna be talking some smack. You know, you get a lady slayer that wins it from the bank. She's going to be talking some smack. So it's going to be a lot of fun, and it's just an extra incentive of what we're trying to do uh, to uh, provide more opportunities, right? That's what this is all about. You know, we just want to keep providing opportunities for these anglers to get on the water because it's healthy, right? It's healthy, and this is a fun community to be a part of. I agree with that. Bradley Flowers wants to know, uh, where do we go to register for Slay Nation Trails? SlayNationTurnofishing.com. Now, depending on what you want to fish, if you will have a jumbo, you want to fish a small vessel series, on that page. Uh, If you have a kayak on a kayak series, and then you're going to see the list of states, director's info, and schedules, excuse me, are being put up. Um, So you can go there, go under the membership page, First off, take a look at what's in our membership package because it's the most we've ever offered, right? And that's important to us to make sure that we're giving back, even though people think like, oh, $60, blah, blah, blah. But here's what we're giving back. You're getting all these discount codes, a jersey. Every year it's a new jersey, so you kind of get to collect them, um, you know, and all the other things that we got going on. So check out our website. 
Awesome. BTC, which, which ones are you going to participate in this year? I'm going to fish whatever I can fish according to my schedule. I try to fish as, <laughs> all of them, you know, and, and, you know, going into next year, I'm going to try to actually get out on one of these bodies of water before the tournament because just going in blind, it didn't work out the best. But, um, Frank, yeah. is there any, any um, plans for, like, uh, you know, you, so you're in 23 states, did you say? Yep. Yeah, we're in 20. 20 uh 24 right now yeah 24 right all right so like any plans moving forward maybe let's dream a little dream you know about you know a slay oy event where it's each state you know everybody sends their their, their gladiator out there for an event yeah yeah that's that's something we've talked about that was part of our five-year plan okay right? um okay. we're slowly building there right with this little thing i want to do here in the northeast in, in august um it's you know it's logistics right and yeah, it's also um it's also you know what just like anything it's it's those sponsorships and that investment what can we you know who what who would like to team up with us and believe in what we got going on so we can make those events high quality and and worth it for people to travel right how do we entice people hey a large payout uh giving away a kayak a boat you know a boat build i don't know so yeah that's that's definitely something that's in the, um, you know, on in my notebook. So I was uh, messaging with uh, Gary earlier from Jersey Trail, and yeah. and uh, shout out to Gary. He just had a baby boy. He shout did. out! Congratulations! Congrats! Congrats, Ooh, Dad! Yep. yep. Um, what would a Slay Nation trophy look like, Frank? And and I got I got an idea. It's something popped in my head, and I I think it would be interesting. So, do you have any ideas for that? So I, I don't know what what's the idea. I have no idea. <laughs> well, I mean, like I, Frankie, you, you're you're a hype man. You know, what I mean, like you are in my lifetime. You are the, the, the probably the second biggest hype man that I've you know come across since Flavor Flav, and it just led me to think like <laughs> you know, like, yeah, come on, dude, a big clock. You know, like, I think that's what oh. I, I think Slay OY should be a clock. Okay. It's okay. Original, we'll have to see like a, a gold, a gold plated clock. We'll have to see what we can uh, do. Gold. Uh, it's gold. I thought gold was out in the eighties, but you know, I don't know. Pewter or something. What are we doing? Tungsten? Tungsten? <laughs> tungsten. A tungsten plated <laughs> clock? What are we tungsten. doing? Ninety-seven percent tungsten. That's it. Tungsten. That's you all know, heavy. That thing would be. <laughs> <laughs> what, what? What's your uh, rookie of the year trophy looking like? CD. Uh, you got that handy? Uh, I don't, you know, I don't know where it is. I, I do slay nation. Center, right? You know, nice little plaque. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. You said yeah, nice. everybody look for someone a lot, a lot younger. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, right? yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Coma for a while. You know what I mean? I got it. Right? Sorry, bud. <laughs> no, you know, we were out there on, um, on Saturday, uh, five live had their, uh, their banquet in, uh, uh Rizzo yeah. there and, and, um, Good event, man. I mean, giving out a lot of that club just does an amazing job giving out a lot of uh, uh, a lot of cash, to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 the guy, I don't you see Riz, you see uh, Ben walk away with winning the classic, which is, a, you know, an unheard of type of event for clubs anymore. And then uh, Lunker and AOI, I mean, they, they, they just they just yeah. laid out. Put some numbers on this. What are I we talking mean, about? He won what? Fifty five hundred dollars for classic. Fifty five hundred for the classic. Uh, Twenty six hundred for the year was twenty five hundred. Twenty five hundred. Uh, yeah. So 
I mean, what was there. what was Lunker of the Year, and where was he caught? Do you remember Candlewood? Candlewood. Candlewood. Oh, let's Candlewood. go. Yeah, but it's like six something res with six four, six. Yeah, three, yeah, yeah. It was it was a it was in the sixes. Um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, it, it it was a good good event. Good to uh, good to see our guys over there at Five Alive, and you know we're going on year three. Uh, we're going on year three with them, and uh, it's been a it's been a great relationship thus far, and I think uh, we can look look forward to and expect the same with uh, with Slay Nation. Um, it, you yeah. know it's uh. It's a well-run club, uh, or or Slay Nation would be more of an organization, but it's uh, it's really well-run from the top, and I think that's kind of, you know, what we look for in the groups that we partnership, um, you know, in this realm of fishing clubs is uh, it's got to kind of align with uh, the things that we hold dear to us, if you will, and uh, you know, Five Alive has a has a very tight brotherhood of uh, of anglers and just a really tight knit club and i think uh i think slay nation has that same feel so i'm excited to uh to get this thing rolling with you guys it's um it's it's really cool because you know at the base level of what we do for the bash university is essentially we our, our business model is teaching people how to fish um and in order to do that to to tap into you know your customer base of teaching people how to fish you got to go back to the absolute grassroots of fishing which is the club level, which is, you know, connecting with the, the anglers that are just entering the sport and they truly need, uh, you know, the, you know, the information that we can provide to them. So, you know, aligning ourselves with, uh, with, with clubs like Slay Nation and Five Alive, it's, uh, it's really, I think it's, I think it's good for um, the sport in a whole uh, is being able to give back and teach. And ultimately, I think that's how you grow something is, I think education is always going to be the biggest platform uh, in order to to grow something, and I think we can all agree that the growth of fishing is is good for for all of us. I would say so. Yeah, yeah it has grown. It has grown a lot in the last few years, and I know you guys are growing, uh, Frankie. Uh, and and I want I wonder if you have this information off the top of your head because we talked about the five alive biggest bass. What was the biggest bass Ooh. come across? uh the 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 tournament trail for you guys this year and uh, you know what it's so funny you asked me that because i was just talking about that today i said i wonder if that will come up tonight mm -hmm. and here's the difference between right the big boat world you're you guys go by pounds right pounds, the baby. biggest bass and and we do catch photo release so we go by inches length and you ready for this a 25 and three quarter largemouth mm -hmm. out of florida that came in at 10 and something 10 and wow. something. It was our, our Florida uh, small boat director, Lionel, little Tommy, with the biggest fish of the year. Little T. Um, tank. Little T's tank. Yeah, little easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a that was the biggest fish that came on the board. And behind that was like a 24 uh, and something. So any of the kayak guys out there watching right now probably are smiling because they know about that <laughs> that 25 and three quarter crap. <laughs> wow. That's like that's like a, yeah. an inch above the yeah, second place guy, you know? Yeah, that's that's, that's, that's a that's a big one. I know. Yeah. It's, it's so funny. We got we gotta come to terms with that bass angle because we're we we you know, I got my Rapala scale and I'm like I'm measuring ounces and, and uh I can't correlate that to the length, but uh, yeah. we, we got we got to find a way to do that so that it, so that it makes sense for us to understand 
man, 25 and three quarter inch bass is a double digit fish. Oh yeah, it was huge. He caught it in a tournament too. In one of the sleigh tournaments. It was his first cast. <laughs> well, I think it was uh, Lake uh, Kissimmee, wow. I believe. And uh, yeah, I, I got that text pretty quick. Wow. <laughs> that was a big one. But I also want to say, I've heard a lot of really, I just want to give a shout out to Five Alive because I got some buddies that fish that as well. And I've heard nothing but really good things about you all. So whatever you're doing, keep it up. Right on. They do. They do. They do something pretty cool, man. They really do. Yep. And so, and so do you, Frankie, and I appreciate you and everybody, uh, you know, we, we put all this information out so you guys can go check them out and, uh, appreciate it. And I appreciate you coming, hanging out with us and being part of the Bass University family, man. It's, it's, it's great to have you with us. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Sorry for the little, uh, uh, camera fail there earlier. I didn't realize <laughs> I was on with y'all to be honest with you. Cause I, I wasn't sure. And I was like, I hope they didn't see that. And then I saw you log me out. I'm like, yeah, I was on. It's funny. That was amazing. You got to, to walk me through what happened because what we saw was like pandemonium, man. I didn't know what the hell was going so on. I'm gonna show I'm gonna show you. Uh, you know, you, some of you guys, you know this thing? You know what that yeah. thing is? Yeah, you got better lighting than our studio. Yep. Yeah, dude. So <laughs> so so that, yeah, that the little tripod, <laughs> whatever it, it fell over. That was about it. <laughs> Excuse me. Um yeah, so that <laughs> that was that. <laughs> But I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Um, and uh, I always love you guys. Always watching. Always watching. You're hey, the best, Frank. I appreciate what you're doing you, for fishing, man. Yeah, thanks for trying, man. If you don't mind, can I give a few shout-outs here? To so BTC, sponsors, go ahead, bud. The mic is yours. Yeah, the shout mic out to is BTC, mine, baby. Make it strong. Give me the mic so I can break it away. <laughs> All right. <laughs> title sponsors want to give a great shout-out. We got Monster Bass Company. 22 title sponsor, Wicked Weights out of Jersey, baby. What up, Jimmy Sparone? We got a brand new apparel company, Hook Set Hoodlums. Ride with us or collide with us. My buddy Jesse down in South Carolina, the John Yacht. Go check him out. Sticks Fishing. That's right. Travis Moran, Nick the Informative Fisherman. Let's go. And then our sixth title sponsor, brand new bait company, not even launched yet, coming out in January out of Connecticut. And I cannot wait to show you guys these baits because I know you're going to be all over them. Think of JDM style stuff, but out of Connecticut. All right. Uh, Viking eyewear, Robohawk, the bass juice, outdoorsman coffee. Go get yourself some OCC. Slay Nation got their own blend. It's called the Slayer Select. Let's go. Go get some. Slay 15. 15% off. Onyx Life Best Harmony Fishing, Tech Baits, Martin's Custom Baits, Riverwise Fishing, Line Cutters, and Zico shoes, don't be a geek, yo. Get some Zicos. <laughs> P-Line, Veterans Fishing, Great Goat Lures, Omnia Fishing, brand new sponsor for next year. Y'all know y'all know the llama. Go check out Omnia Fishing. Z-Bait Company, Naughty Fish Outfitters, Stretching Lines, Angler Gears. We got Tourney Tag, Savior Outdoors, Adosa Reel. So Adosa Reel, little Tommy who caught that 25 and three quarters, that's his company. He does real uh, repairs, right? Cat 3 Tackle. What you guys know about Cat Three Tackle? You know about that yet? Is that Daniel's? Is that Daniel's company? Daniel. Cat Three. No, Cat Three. Cat Three Tackle. It's that little prop you could put in front of a chatterbait. 
or a crankbait. Yeah, check it out. Cat three tackle. You when you when you watch it, Riz. I already know you. I could I, the camera view right now was on you. By the way, nice, <laughs> nice trim on the beard. By the way, um, and then uh, my boy's Poe Basson. So there you go. Thank you very much. Thank that. Thank you. That I I got to be honest. I've been awesome. around this for a long time. <laughs> That was the best sponsor shout out I have ever heard. I told you, I told you he's the hype man. It's a flavor flavor, they got nothing. That that's what it's all about. I gotta give a shout out to my boy Paulie at Paulie Narducci Outdoors. Let's go. Yeah. Yes. All right, sorry about that. Sorry about that. Oh, Send some of that uh that, that slayer select our way with a, a side of whiskey. That'd be good. Ooh. I could do that. I can make that happen. I'll make All that right. happen. We we'd love to have. Hey, thank you so much, man. Good All luck right. this year. We're gonna be watching, participating, and uh and uh so glad to have you with us, man. Thanks again for coming on tonight. I appreciate it. Thank you all. Have a great night. Happy holidays. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Hanukkah. Woo! What up, science? <laughs> Had to do it, babies. <laughs> See y'all later. Thank you for overloan. Thank you, man. That was uh that was pretty pretty awesome. I all, all the all the pro staffs out there in the world need to pay attention to how Frankie uh gives love to his sponsors, man. That was I that's pretty pay- special. JK, are you paying attention? You're gonna have to do that next year. No. Yeah. I only want Frankie doing that. I don't want nobody else doing that. Let <laughs> Frankie do that. Everybody else, knock it off. Frankie's he's legit. You can't fake that kind of stuff. It's for real. Some, I, I like that. Yeah, I like that. it with me everywhere I go. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. No, right. I can see a spot for him with us at the Classic. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Ride with us or collide with us. Let's go. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> That guy can sign guys up for Bass UTV. Yeah. Uh, Sporting his big clock. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. He has, to, he has to wear a clock next year, dude. He's got to go. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. That's good stuff, man. We will, uh, We appreciate him being on. Had a lot of fun. I see some questions coming up. Riz, do you have any pulled aside? I see one I want to answer right now. Go ahead, go ahead, Pete. Let let yeah. it fly. Yeah, I'm 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 gonna go back. We're, we're talking about uh, oh, I just pulled a joke. Pulled a Frankie. <laughs> Frankie Provolone. <laughs> oh, dodgeball! I saved it uh, just barely. <laughs> but uh, Davey, the Susquehanna asked, oh, what? Wait a minute, Davey's got a question about uh, what river are you fishing? Now we got to go back, Pete. I know you're a river at heart. I am fishing shallow river. I smash smallies from spring through the summer. I jump on the struggle bus this time of year. What are some pointers for targeting river smallmouth in the winter? Shallow rivers, any info, greatly appreciate. Davey, um, and I know there's already some guys weighing in on this, but I want to weigh in. And I got to I gotta say, one the blade bait is one of the killer tools uh, to use on, on river smallmouth when the water temperature gets cold, that's definitely going to be one of the first ones that you're going to uh, want to play with. There's going to be really three baits techniques that come to mind when you're dealing in, in cold water, smallmouth in river scenarios and, and blade baits definitely going to be there. A jerk bait, that bait can be effective deep into the the thirties really. Um, so that's going to be one. Uh, and swim baits. Swim baits continue to play for smallmouth through the cold water season. 
Uh, one of the techniques, and I, and I got to be honest, I'm, I'm using this because of my boys that do fish the Susquehanna a lot. Uh, the Alabama rig uh, can be a big player um, in, in, you know, shallow river smallmouth fishing. So there's some mm. of my tools, but don't give up on that blade bait in shallow water. We fish it here in ultra shallow stuff, a foot or less. Bed. Uh, but that can definitely be a big, big weapon. And the jerk bait just continues to shine. So, uh, so thanks for the question. Thanks all you guys for hanging out and answering cold, that cold question. Water, cold water, uh, river smallmouth. Yep. Is that what? Isn't that what I said? Yeah, I was. I was, I was wondering where like Ned rig and a little little finesse, uh, like crawl. It's just you know. Oh, also, awesome. Pete, I just want to you know I gotta I gotta register a complaint. I got a problem with <laughs> jerk bait, a rig, and what was the other? And come on. and the and the silver body. I, yeah, yeah, well, we, we we need some bottom content contact. Yeah, well, well, they're all good. I mean, those hair hair. I mean, you want to go through the gamut? I'll give you the whole list. I mean, you yeah. go through uh, the the hair jig is a tremendous tool. The bottom bouncing stuff. A lot of times in that shallow water river stuff, you got to be conscious of being able to move and drift because you got the heavy current. And uh, but the Ned rig is one that uh, honestly, it's it's not one that I have a lot of experience in that scenario. Uh, I I weighed in my first bass on the Ned rig this year in tournament competition, but uh, it is proven to be. I hear it over and over again from guys that are in the know that are connected with me that that bait is delivering bites in cold water for both largemouth and smallmouth which is a really really uh big deal so uh, i agree you know no doubt um btc you got to hit the whole arsenal but those were the, my three tops coming out of the gate and i see you jk what do you got i want, I want to follow up but first uh, i want to make sure we give uh that subscriber question a prize but uh man I want to help follow up his question because you gave some great tools right there. Some of them, you know, I learned a lot there. I'm not, I don't have a lot of river smallmouth experience, but are these fish like in the current? Like I know smallmouth current, but we're talking cold water, but also I know smallmouth love cold water. Are these fish hiding? Are they getting away from the current? Are they in the current? You know, how do you find these fish this time of year? Uh, shallow water river smallmouth in the cold well they're, they're going to be it's current seems continue to dominate and current eddies um you know it's it, it's it's amazing here's here's the one thing that i've learned about you know winter fishing cold water fishing i you know 30 years ago we were like um rich snyder remember craig like we we Rich was teaching the strategy, you know, when they get into the wintering areas, that's it, right? They're in, they're in Dredge Harbor on the river that we fish and mm -hmm. that's it. And they're going to be there all winter long. But what I found is that the bait moves, the bait will continue to move, uh, even in, in cold water scenarios for security, for food. I don't really know why, uh, in some instances, right. but you can go into what we thought were wintering areas deep steeper rocky areas with low flow and um and we would think that the fish would just be there all winter long but the bait moves and mm -hmm. the, and and the bass the predators go right with it they, they move. go wherever the bait they goes. move uh, in my 
estimations based upon what I've seen just, you know, on our local Delaware River, they're still moving. They're still traveling great distances in lower 40s. Mm-hmm. Mid, mm-hmm. mid to lower forties, and and it's 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 surprising that they'll move. You know they move under the ice. You know the bait just moves. Uh, maybe because it's tired of getting fed upon, and it decides to leave. Uh, they they might, you know, run out of food source and they got to move. I don't know, but wherever that bait goes, the bass go. Yeah. So that is true. You know, but it's uh. You know, it's surprising, you know, but in, in the in the current situation, it's, it's always like they're not going to be in the extreme current. They're going to no. be in the less lesser current. They're going to be in the breaks. They're going to be where it slightly minimizes in a river system. Uh, oh, you know, unless they have like, uh, you know, backwaters like they do in some of our river systems. But uh, generally speaking, it's going to be in the areas where there's just slightly less flow. And uh, and that's what we're going to be looking for in those situations, J.K. I don't know if that answers your question or not. That's my thoughts on the issue. Yeah, yeah cool. That helps a lot. Mm. What about the Red River in cold water? What is your go-to method, uh, man? We I fished in the Red. The Red is a. Is it, that where you fell in, Pete? The no. Okay. I've fallen in the Lake Champlain and the Northeast River. They're the only two no. places I've ever fallen in. False. False? That's a lie. Oh, that is a lie. Holy mackerel. You you actually listened to the show, Brian? Been here, dude. Eight years. <laughs> All right. Now we need to know where you fell in. I, for, I forgot about that. I, I, rich, I fell into the Red River. Thank you. God, Hold on. Get, get the camera back on me, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, round of applause or some shit. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Dude, dude, that 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 was awesome. That was the one where uh, where Dean Rojas cheated. And, um, <laughs> the, <laughs> go ahead, Peter. <laughs> go ahead. Go on. I knew that would beat. I knew that would beat you right in. Oh, but no, right. he 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 was fit. He was uh, caught fishing or you know fishing in an off limits area and. Uh, he thought he didn't know it was off limits, but it, happens. it was an off limits area. And, um, I was fish. I, I, he was dominating the tournament fishing there, Ooh. uh, clearly, but I was hanging in second. And, uh, and I'll never forget. I went through this trough in early spring, cold water on the red river. And, uh, and I was flipping and pitching in around dead lily pad stalks. And it was a, it was a dominant, um, technique for me it was a drain a trough that went up to the bank these fish were early early pre-spawn and uh and i went through this the the area where i had been catching them limits every day going up and i, I fished up there and i i uh, didn't catch a fish i turned around looked at the espn cameras because that's who was covering the tournaments at the time and and uh, i said i'm gonna turn around and and fish right back up here and i was standing on my trolling motor bracket um because I thought I was nimble uh, back then, and uh, and I stepped off, and I stepped right in the Red River up to my neck, right on camera, <laughs> right in, in about fifty degree water. I don't oh. remember what it was, but I'm like, I never forget it because I was like, I, the air sucked out of my lungs because the water was cold, and I reached up because I saw something coming. And I thought it was a hand to help me back in the boat, and it was actually the ESPN camera lens 
you know, <laughs> making sure he got the shot. <laughs> Where is Riz, that footage? <laughs> Riz, you better not get that shot. <laughs> Maybe you better get that shot if it happens again. But uh, <laughs> anyway, that's funny that you remember that BTC. But I did, I did fall in the water there. But uh, but yeah, I remember fishing around the lily pad stalks, um, and you got standing timber, and you have riprap. Those are really your choices on the red um, through the early season. And I've never been there in the winter, but I've been in there very, very early spring. And uh, those were the dominant patterns and techniques down there. So great question. Riz, you got one ready for us? I do. Um, I got uh, Sebastian. Sebastian wants to know, what is the best all-around color for this time of year in very stained water? There is not a crawfish population if we're chasing or if the main bait is bluegill. What is the best all-around color for stained water? Mm. Where, where's he at? What part of the country? What water town? Didn't specify. Come on, Sebastian. Sebastian <laughs> University. The best all-around color for stained water <laughs> for a bluegill pattern. Yellow. Well, you know what? I, I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give an answer to this, and I know who I'm going to throw it to next. But when you're dealing with bluegill, it's green pumpkin is your base color the, uh, for me. And But one of the keys is is the chartreuse tails that exist on bluegill. Yeah. And, J.K., you just used that color combination to a T. Uh, and I want, I want you to explain that because uh, that was an amazing adjustment you made to finish second place this weekend matching the bluegill hat or the bluegill population. I did, yeah. We kind of uh, – Matt ended up catching a bluegill on a crankbait and had made some comments that he thought they were on bluegill and we were fishing some deeper docks and um, we had caught a couple on a jig, but missed a few. And dude, I didn't do anything to my jig. I didn't switch jig. I didn't do anything to my trailer except pull out some chartreuse dye and dip it because it looked like a crawfish, you know, a dark crawfish imitation, green pumpkin, you know, but then I dipped it in bluegill and it's like, that was all enough. And I just, I mean, I had one of those jig clinics that you just love because, you know, you, you get around it, you flip in there and boom, you know, I don't know how many two and a half pounders I caught this week, but there's quite a few. And, and Matt got in on the party there too. And we just had a great, great day. You know, I was texting, texting you updates. And I think it started, the ticker started going up after I made that change pretty fast, you know, from, I don't know if our base limit was 11 or 12 to start out, but we, you know, got up to 18 pounds and almost came in, came in one um, with that. We were catching them different ways in the, in the morning, you know, they caught a couple vertical and uh, one on a spinnerbait and uh, catching shad eaters, you know, in the morning. And then we got around thinking we were just going to catch crawfish eaters. Cause that's what happens. But it, it, they dude, I'm telling you, they were on bluegill. And uh, to go answer this guy's question, I've got a big time opinion on this when he's talking about stained water I don't know where you're at, and I know this can be, this color has been known to work in a lot of different water clarities, but for me, this is when I love fire tiger. I love fire tiger when they're on bluegill and stained water down, down around my parts. For whatever reason, I don't know if it's just the bars or the lines, you know, sometimes they're different. The pattern, fire tiger patterns are different, um, but just those bright 
green back with the chartreuse size and the orange belly. It's, it's to me, that's bluegill and stained water. And I, I know it's a lot of different, I've seen it work in a lot of different watercolors, but that will work in, in this time of year too, for throughout the cold stained water for me. It's funny that chartreuse and fire tiger is chartreuse sure. uh, components to it. And, uh, that's a, that's a big color when it comes to mimicking bluegill. So uh, mm -hmm. great question. We're going to hook you up with a prize and, uh, We've got a grand prize uh, that we're going to be giving away. Uh, Rich, are you going to be giving this question, or is uh, BTC who's asking this question? Well, Pete, you know what? I think I'm actually going to let you ask the question uh, because it's going to apply to you. It's going to apply to some of your vertical fishing techniques, and um, you mentioned it. I may have already forgotten it. <laughs> well, no, I don't. I don't think you. I don't think you have. Um, I know the answer. Uh, as well as you do um but i'll go ahead and say it. um what is pete's blade bait rod reel oh. line setup what is pete's full equation for his blade bait fishing we need rod reel and line setup okay that that means you know he's he's got maybe two maybe two different types of line i don't know maybe one type of line on there i don't know but what is his rod reel line setup for his blade bait fishing so that's, that's the that's the grand prize trivia question that's going to be for a 150 dollar th marine prize pack uh, shout out to th marine it, was it uh was it ujk that was telling me about the hot foot and the importance of the hot foot in your fishing this year no, I, guess I don't know if I told importance, but I told you about uh, about how uh, my spring uh, broke came loose. Yeah, on your hot foot. I, yeah, that happened to me last year. I fished with it like that for like three weeks. Five, but I was able to get it fixed really quick and get back to business. But it freaked me out for a little bit. You just use your foot to pull it back with the bar, right? No, like my. Well, yeah, you had to pull it back to stop, but then I had to. <laughs> my spring broke and um had thankfully i i had another one somehow i can't remember um and got it got it fixed but, well I, uh, I was i was thinking of uh somebody i got i can't remember who was talking to me about driving through rough water it was on the delaware pete no that was you Ooh, CD. we yeah, got a winner you. yeah we got a winner yeah. already so quick and i got and i gotta give this this is so perfect and if and if somebody did get it before you, I'm still gonna give it to you. I didn't see somebody else got it, but Dale Jr. Yes. is the winner. Yeah. Dale Jr. Yeah. just became a dad this weekend. Yes, had himself Dale Jr. Jr. I heard the Dale kid Green. was born with a beard. Yes. You heard it. You heard it here first. It, it was truly amazing. Modern marvel. His son was born with a beard. Dale Jr. 300 size reel, 7.6 rod, 12 pound gamma to 10 pound braid. Nailed it. Pete? Nice. Well done, Dale. And you're looking sharp with that trimmed beard. Uh, you got that You got that under control for the birth of your, your firstborn. That's pretty good. The uh, That's awesome. Congratulations. And, and you're right. I, I remember now you were talking about the hot foot and how you had to battle the extreme conditions on the Delaware CD yeah. and how you'd never yeah. have a boat without it again. Now, and I, I'm I in your camp, man. I want to weigh I in on this. Have it. 
I want to weigh in on this one here because I'm the I'm the non hot foot guy. Yeah. Because well, I because I bought a boat from Mike. Yeah. Now, yeah. Well, well, let's yeah. let let CD tell his story about driving uh, through monster waves with like 50 mile an hour straight line winds. Yeah. And massive yeah. wind against the tide, and uh, how you were able to get back and and how it helped you. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, it, you know, I, I was with you there, Riz. I, I had a lot of boats before without without a hot foot. It took a little while to get used to it, especially like in tight quarters and idling around stuff. Uh, but once you got used to it, it's fine. But it was a game changer, you know, in the Delaware. That that storm that came through on that that five live event, it was it was literally the perfect storm. I mean, two two o'clock, everybody's making a run back for the way, and it's rain. This this thing just blows up on the river where it blew straight up and people were clocking 30, 40 mile an hour wind. The tide was low and still dropping and it just pushed these waves. I didn't see anything like it, man. I was in troughs that I had to just, you know, just, just climb the wave and then decelerate to slide down and, and, and doing 40. I felt like a big Zara spook out there doing 45, and, <laughs> you know, and taking on water and, and, mm-hmm. uh, but having that hot foot was was really critical for me. It kept my hands on the steering wheel. Uh, I was taking I was taking on water, you know, and uh, and you know just being able to 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 accelerate what I needed to accelerate up the side, you know, up the wave, and then and then just just slide down, you know, down and, and I don't know. I you know I guess I could have done it with my hand on the throttle, but it, it just felt so much more comfortable, you know, with with a hot foot. Two hands on the steering wheel. With your hands on the steering wheel. I mean, I was holding on for dear life, honestly. You know, every way I was there, Rich was there. It was, it was, it was bad. It was, I heard 40, 40 knots, which is close to 50 mile an hour, I believe. And that was again up the river, wind against tide, and it's a six mile an hour tide or so. It's, dude, it is. It was bad. It's bad. Dude, I was down at, I was down at Commoner and uh, I came out of, came out of graveyard down there and I, when I uh, when I came out, you could see the, the waves. River. Like you could see the waves before you even got close to the main river. Like they were that yeah. big. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I literally just started. I turned around, and took everything off. Like I, my boat looked like it was for sale. I put everything away, <laughs> like everything away. <laughs> and uh, and I took the first one over. Came over, hit me in the chest. Like like just you know, my sunglasses came apart. I was like, holy crap, mm-hmm. man, this is going to be a rough one. Oh yeah, you know. I looked, and, uh, at, I looked at my partner coming out of the mouth of Darby, went under the bridge, and I could see how big the waves were from the mouth of Darby. Like, I was that yeah. far away, and I could already like, yeah. see how tall they were. And I looked yeah. at Jim, and I was like, there's nothing I can do. This is going to suck. Like, it's it's not going <laughs> to yeah, 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 There's no yeah. way I that had, this is not going to suck. So I had some fish in the box, you know, so I was – at one point, I'm thinking – Oh, I want to get back and weigh them in. But then at another point, I was like, you know, I just want to get back. You know, like I'm hoping I make the way in. I really want to make the way in. But then, you know, my partner, uh, Jeff, he's you know, been in the river for years and years, and he he told me, and he's older than us, Pete. (laughs) He told me that was the roughest that he's that he's ever seen it. Shout out to Jeff. Yeah. Yeah, man. We were coming out of uh he was coaching me on every wave. Oh, good job, good job. (laughs) He was like really into it. Well, we got up towards Tittacum Island, where Darby is. And he told me to run in the back, the back child, just run the no wake, like where all the sailboats are. Yeah. Because it was like, it got smaller. It got like three or four footers back there. So I, I was able well, to go a little faster. And- I've I got to be out in an emergency situation. You you got to take that route. Even even though you, you, you know, 
it was a no weight zone, man. I mean, you, it was blowing up. You got to take there, that route. You know, it was blowing up back there. So, I, you know, I couldn't go real fast anyway. It just, it just helped. But coming around the front of Tennessee Mile again and seeing those, you know, five or six footers again, I was like, oh man, you know, here we go. Yeah, that's that's a good but, point, man. Like we we didn't. I, I came from further south than you guys a little bit, and um, and we didn't go behind the island. And uh, no, and that's a that's that's a a clutch veteran move call by by you guys to do that and for people listening talk about blowing a, a no wake it's wide it's wide as hell down there yeah. it's not yeah it's huge the, yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah. The, the, what was being stirred up yeah. by mother nature was nothing in comparison yeah it was way worse than what i was yeah to do. i wasn't contributing could, to, yeah, yeah yeah your stuff wasn't showing up but yeah no, yeah that's nah. that's yeah. a heads up call and, and and like you said pete in an emergency situation your responsibility is off. to save your life. Yeah. You're damn right. All bets are off. No egg zones don't exist. Nothing is exists. You 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 need to make the right call in small True. craft warnings to keep you and yeah. and and your partner safe. And yeah. and that was the right call in that situation. Yeah. So we, we 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 got up to the navy yard and uh you know in that area, you know, it just the banks are you know all concrete and harder. So the waves get really unpredictable. You know, it's like a washing machine. You're yep. getting so much reverb and back and forth. Not to mention the tugboats were running like a like a three an hour schedule on the same day. Yeah, that like yeah. Well, the supply chain issues, raised, You know they're running. You know they were but, moving but, but that day. I, I saw the Coast Guard ship, the big Coast Guard ship coming, and and the Coast Guard helicopters. I saw a fire Philly fire rescue, and I don't know what was going on. You know, I the whole river was just like freaking out. Like, there was emergency vehicles everywhere. And the only time that I've ever seen that is when, like, we have a jumper, you know, off a bridge, you know, like you'll see the places go crazy, you know, and uh, come to find out, you know, that's when those guys had that mishap. Um, they weren't in the tournament, but, um, you know, we lost some lives that day and yeah. we were right there in, in, you know, where the Schuylkill comes in, that national park. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, that's literally how bad it was, dude. I mean, it was, it was, it was crazy. The, the guys were coming in with their boats pouring, you know, just, pulled apart somebody stayed in darby i heard yes yeah, we got back, a ride so from darby yeah he got he caught yeah. he 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 was where you were rich poked yep. his head out saw those waves turned around went back and got an uber 25 miles yep. up or so to to his truck to and, his truck, and drove yeah. his truck back over there but yeah yeah, yeah was I, was smart move. I was out yeah. on that that same tournament obviously craig and like i don't i i can't you know, I, I don't want to pretend like I'm this guy that's been out in these for a million times, but I did come over to the freshwater world from the saltwater world. Right. And the one thing that I learned over there in my younger years, I got exposed to some really, really nasty stuff in the saltwater tournament fishing scene when I was young. And my one takeaway was always just the keep calm you know mm -hmm. take things take things for what they are you know know what's going on around you but don't don't you can't panic you know you right you, you scoop a wave right. okay turn my turn make sure yes. both my manual bilges are on don't let yep. the situation around you influence your decisions to where you're you know ultimately going to make your situation that that worse off like don't compound a bad situation um and you know ultimately like you said it goes from getting back with my fish to just getting back like you know you, you're, you're right. not thinking about i'm not i'm not thinking about getting from gloucester to darby or from darby to gloucester i'm thinking about getting over 
the wave that's in front of me. The next wave. You and take one wave sure, at a time. And making sure that yeah. I'm not going to hit, yeah. I'm not going to hit yeah. a telephone pole in in the process. And you take each one second by second, minute by minute, and eventually you get to your your destination. You know you're going to be sore. You know you're going to get wet. You know you're going to have a kinked up yeah. neck. But you know just just take things as they come. Don't try to do yeah. too much in the moment. And you know usually you can you know you, you can you can take those situations on and, and come out just fine but i want to just kind of share my two cents on the 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 hot foot hand throttle deal um and you know I, I think that both of these things they have their advantages and disadvantages and um you know i went from having a bass boat with a hot foot to going to a bass boat without a hot foot and no doubt about it you know the advantage of having two hands on the steering wheel is is paramount you know it, you can't even you can't deny that but what i will say is that going from both now there is definitely a difference in the responsiveness in your motor to when you're bringing that hand you're bringing your hand throttle back decelerating the motor as opposed to bringing your foot back and waiting for a spring to disengage your throttle there's a big difference in the response time on you know using your hand on a throttle and controlling how much you come back and using your foot I think everybody's hands are probably more educated than their feet are, you know, as as a, as a put, like, you know, having a feel it's type real, of deal. It's more responsive. Yeah, it's is what you're saying. It's yeah. more responsive. And then the other thing that I noticed, you know, in that situation, and this is just my take. I'm not trying to convince anybody to go either way. Um is that on a body water like the Delaware, we're not only dealing with 4 to 5 to 6 foot waves, we also have to worry about the debris that's on the other side of the wave. You know, in that situation, there could be there could be trees, there could be boats, there could be anything. And for me, in that situation, being able to get my one knee up on this up on the seat and get you know an extra two feet up high to be able to see over the crest of those waves before I went down the other side. You Oof. know, for me that uh, that 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 helped a lot. Um, but ultimately it's not about any of that it's about just you know be taking your time not getting in a rush and and you know making sure your safety precautions are in line before you even get in that situation having I, I actually a saw a refrigerator when i was out there uh, yeah <laughs> that day the refrigerator floated by you like, but you're right like you know luck luck favors the prepared right so right. you know if your boat is not tip top you're not you're not doing the things you need to do there's going to be so many structural electrical stresses and it, yeah. it, it's going to, it's going to expose you right then and there. My like Triton would have, would have sunk well, yeah. that, yeah. that day, my old boat. Well, and, you know, sunk. and, and uh, JK, I can see you listening, listening intently Ooh. because you're about to battle some big, big water on the MPFLs this year. And, mm -hmm. and these are the, what you're hearing are some lessons that, that really are, are everybody needs to listen to. And, and uh, Craig, I like that last statement. You know, luck favors the prepared because you need to be prepared. You need to clean your bilges. You need to make sure that your bilges are all operational. You need to take time and tighten down everything in your boat. When you, mm -hmm. especially when you go through a day like you guys went through that day, all the screws, the bolts. You can't imagine when I was up at um, Thousand Islands, uh, Ike and me. And John McGraw, we had our boats there, and uh, and I had been practicing for a few days on the big water. We hadn't seen big waves, but I, 
but you're you're bucking and going through the waves and and um i wanted to tighten all my bolts on on the boat and i could not believe how many turns i got mm. on my mounting bolts wow like wow. they they i mean it was i could not believe it i'm like it's still i'm going again i'm going again like things loosen up and yeah. i i gotta tell you this experience on uh, lake st Clair in michigan with the big waves, big nasty waves. And I didn't know this lesson then. And I'm bucking through these big waves. And uh the the boats that are bucking weirdly and oddly. And I, I, I couldn't figure out what was going through the boat and was the waves were like hitting bottom. And I look back and my my top bolts on my on my uh, mounting plate had mm, sheared Lord. had sheared and my motor was going slap mm. slap. Oh my God slap every time the wave every time i bucked in the wave the motor was oh my god and i'm like oh i couldn't believe it and uh and and mike mcclellan shout out to mike mcclellan bash university instructor uh he towed me in that day or uh actually he brought me in my fishing that day and um but what i learned that day 20 plus years ago was man you got you got you can't let any looseness exist yeah. mm -hmm. in those bolts because it will it will grow it will grow with every wave buck until it starts until it'll shear them shear those stainless steel bolts or pull them through the transom even worse mm -hmm. you know and that's the same with your outboard or your uh, trolling motor and it was great yeah it's funny comment craig like uh, you look like your boat was for sale everything was off and uh it's a great thing to do is the, is the mm. take your sonar off, take all that stuff off. If you can get it out of the way, because you're, you're going to duck, you're going to stick one and yep. you know, a hundred gallons of water is going to come piling over the boat. Yeah. Um, Mike even, uh, and Mike loaned me this on thousand islands. Cause he knew, he knew I was going out to the big water and he was, he was going to stay in the river and he, he has a spare bilge yeah. that he keeps with him that he put puts in the floor of the boat or yeah. in the bilge area, uh, which is a heavy duty yeah, industrial bilge with an yeah. extra pump. So if you know you're going out into the big water, man, just, just be prepared for it. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, that there's some, that's some great advice. So sad and uh, thoughts and prayers go out to the two, uh, men that lost their lives that day. They were not in the fishing tournament, but they were just out, uh, maybe fishing, doing their thing, and uh, they got caught up in some serious storms. There were three three of them that went out, and uh, only one of them was rescued. Um, so that's what Craig was talking about when the Coast Guard was out, and helicopters were out. And, um, yeah, they came to our they came to our way, and they they thought they were part of our group, you know. And, and right. since we had boats missing, you know, I think we had three that were late. Yeah. You know, it got confusing about, you know, how to respond to that for them. Yeah. You know, I, I was out a week later. Um, that was Pat. Pat came up from college and we went out and uh, they they locked down the ramp there. They had it shut off. So we, we launched up in Woodbury Creek and went out. And uh, there's people still out there looking, you know, it's sad, you know, just to talk to people. Those were some volunteer fire guys and stuff. Um, yeah. Just awful, you know. Uh, I can't imagine. I, I really can't. I mean, it's just tragic. Don't leave the yeah. dock without as many life vests in that in your boat as people that you're going to have in it. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah you know, right. Kill, you think, kill you switch about it, like, and life vests and all that. I mean, it's you know, you, you know, I like I don't I don't want to get pulled over by the DNR. No, that's not the deal. No. You want no. you want to have life jackets yeah. in there to protect the lives of the people that are in your boat. I I can tell you this. So I was this past weekend. I went down to Maryland with my little boat, right, and fished an electric only lake. I'm in a 500 acre lake, or a 16 foot. <laughs> Uh, tracker with a five horse torpedo on the back. Never been to this lake before. It was cool, you know. It's it, it's fun to fish somewhere where you've never been, and 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 I really enjoyed the day. But there was one point we're out there, and and you know, my buddy Tom, I grew up with. He's in the back of the boat, and he's got the torpedo. We're we're running wide open, baby. We're cranking six seven miles an hour, which is pretty good. <laughs> And I'm sitting on the front. I'm on the front deck tying baits on. We're in the, like we're going into this creek arm, and we're like in the middle of the creek arm. And we hit a in forty feet of water, and we hit a tree. Um, never been there. Didn't know that kind of thing existed there. But apparently, they cut tree stumps off, you know, just below the water. But had I been standing up in the boat, which is a mm viable thing to do when you're in an aluminum boat and you know you're only going six miles an hour which is i could have got launched in the water wearing bibs and all that gear oh yeah dude that's curtains man that's that's that could be that could be it you know what i mean you don't have a kill switch on your trolling motor you know and if you got the trolling motor on constant and get tossed that could be it um but yeah there was there was a tree that was out there in 40 foot cut below the surface we didn't hit with the troll motor, but just off the side of the boat. The boat. Mm. What? Yeah. So. Uh, well, man, Craig, man, thanks for happen. sharing that story with us, man. That's that's eye opening, and I think that's going to help a lot of people, man. Yeah. And are, have, have you have you recovered from your uh, your fight with your wife? Has she let you off the hook for making that trip back when she's I, like, you should have yeah. called for an Uber too. I, I yeah, think, yeah, I, no, seriously, right. I think she's right, and you should stop fishing the Delaware River, Craig. <laughs> right, yeah. Enough's enough. Knock it off. Go back to work. Yeah, you're a grown no, up. You're, well, a, you know, you got a family. No. You got a business. Get off the damn river. Enough. Knock it off. <laughs> Being adult, I had enough for the wind. You know, but she wasn't too happy with the wind. You know, what I mean? had so it with you not... winning on the Delaware, Craig. Uh, no, it, it's it's all good. And, you know, we got to learn to respect it. And like Chris said, you got to yeah. be respect gotta the be water. patient. You got to be patient and, and you got to not panic. And uh, it's a hard thing to do. But, I mean, you got to kind of get in the moment and realize what you're dealing with. And and, yep. and um, you got to have that respect. Well, yeah, water, you know, water just, will take you out of the game really, really yeah. quick. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yep. Well, great lessons. And, uh, you know, uh, it, it's great that uh, great that you won the the rookie of the year, brother man. That's uh, that's yeah, a great that was year. cool. That was fun. Yeah. What what a, what a cool group of guys. It, you, to, to, talking about Five Live, you know, it, and talking about running a business, they they run that organization so well. You could that was what I was really impressed with. It's like they take care of themselves. They take care. Of, they have all these opens. They have all these events. They have all these things that. Um, manage that club to uh, reward people that are participating and to make it exciting. You know, just the fact that they have a classic, they have 12 guys who go 
to a lake that they determine, you know, to, to have. Um, so everybody's battling to do that. And it's just, just it, that's the difference, I think, with them. I mean, what are they, 130 people or something? But it's like, it's, it's, it's the way the president, you know, Tim, he, the way he runs it, Dave, Rich, those guys, they, 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 they pay attention to the details and they put a lot of time and effort into it. It's, it's really run like a business, but a fun business, you know. That's how I have to put it. Yeah. It's, well, you know. it's great. It's great to see all you guys participate. We're glad to be part of it and uh, appreciate you hanging out with us. You know, we, we yeah. tried to get you on a couple weeks ago, you know, but uh, th- things didn't work out. Storms came up, you know, big waves, you know, we, yeah. we, we, we had to postpone our show. Cool. <laughs> but I'm yeah. glad you were glad you were able to be with us tonight. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, you bet. And uh, BTC, do we have anything else on the agenda before we got to roll? Yeah. So we just got a uh, a Facebook like and share. Um, I got that. Okay. Uh, I got that queued up here. Um, guys, if you uh, if you haven't liked and shared the feed, you got about uh, 45, 45 seconds to do that or so before we we call it. It's going to be for an awesome fifty dollar. Bash University sponsorship prize pack. Um, and guys, if you haven't signed up yet, uh, don't forget we got some virtual seminars going on next week uh, down at Gville, one of my favorite places in the world, uh, after I got oh. to visit there this past summer with none other than the professional fish head. Um, yeah. we, uh, he, he, he showed me around the neighborhood, if you will, down there at Gunnersville, and we, we had some fun, <laughs> got to lean on a few. And um, so we're going back there. Uh, we're going to be there the 14th and the 15th. We got uh, Matt Lee, Jordan Lee, Randy Howell on day one, and then uh, Jesse Wiggins, Pete Glusek, and Clebian Johns on day two. Um, if you're a Bashu TV subscriber, um, it's only one dollar to get signed up. That's ninety nine cents. Ninety nine cents. Not even a not even a full dollar. We're not even going to charge you a fully. We're just going to charge you ninety nine cents. That's just so that we can process it and have your information to get you on the Zoom link. Um, if you're not a BUTV member, you can uh, still get signed up. It's going to be forty nine ninety nine to uh, be a part of our virtual seminar, guys, and you get direct access to the best anglers in the world. Um, literally talking to them on a Zoom line, asking them questions during the seminar. It's a really, really cool interactive way to learn more uh, about the sport that we all love. Um, but for now, I'll quit gabbing and I'll get to this Facebook like and share winner. Uh, oh, yep. I just broke my yep. laptop. Um, the Facebook like and share <laughs> winner for tonight is Scott Sikowitz. Scott Sikowitz, I'm sorry if I butchered your name, uh, but congratulations. You won tonight's Facebook like and share. Uh, Thank you, sending, Scott. I'll be sending you a message. Please respond to me with your mailing information so that we can get you that prize in the mail. So it's been a fun show and a lot of good feedback just here in the last um, 15, 20 minutes about the uh, uh, boating safety conversation that we that we just had. Um, you know, I think it's something that's important. It probably doesn't get talked about a ton, um, but it's uh, it, it definitely is worth something to be to be talked about from time to time. So, oh, well, all the time. I mean, uh, guys, you got to take that seriously. And, and Craig, once again, I appreciate you sharing that story with us and uh, and thanks, everybody, for being on the show tonight. Thank you, Frankie Provolone and the Slay Nation. Thanks for hanging out with us tonight. Uh, guys, go check them out and uh, participate in their tournaments uh, all over the country. Uh, great organization. Glad to be part uh, partnered with them as well as Five Alive. And um, 
Thanks, everybody. Thank you, JK, Professional Fish Ed. I will be catching up with you real soon. We're going to be I'm, next time I see you is going to be down your neck of the woods down in uh, Alabama. And, Live. Uh, yeah. Look, look forward to seeing it down there. By the way, the link for tickets to the Zoom and the upcoming events in both Gadsden, Alabama and South Carolina are all available there. So uh, put those links in the IM. And if, you, if you're on Facebook or watching us on YouTube elsewhere, go over to thebashuniversity.com and you can find tickets to all of our upcoming stuff. BTC, thanks for putting the show together. Appreciate you, brother. Riz, thank you so much for all you do. And uh, we're going to catch up with you guys uh, next week on Bass University Live. Have a great night, everybody. Good night, everybody.